Greetings, people of Earth. My name is Rob Wheel, and I am an author, game designer, uh, and professional nerd. And today, this is session zero for Theater of the Mind Players, Delta Green. Uh, we are uh, joined here today by our uh, collection of fantastic uh, players, and we are playing Delta Green. The fantastic uh, role-playing game from Arc Dream Publishing, um, designed by... I'm trying to get better at um, uh, doing the credits here. Uh, so the developers of Delta Green are Dennis Detweiler and Shane Ivey. Uh, art direction and illustration by Dennis Detweiler. Graphic designer Simon Cockwell, Cogswell. Sorry. Uh, copy editor Lisa Paldahl. Additional material Hans Christian Vortisch. Um, advice and assistance, Adam Crossingham, Steve Dempsey, Merging Qualls, Elder, Jason Fritz, Liz Galati, Adam Scott Glancy, Chris Grubb, Daniel uh, Harms, Giles Hill, Kenneth Height, Chris Huth, Rachel Hivey, Graham Price, Kenneth Scroggins, uh, Gil Treviso, Jonathan Turner, John Scott Tynes, Chris Vesner, Ray Winninger, and Jason Wright. Now, Delta Green uh, is a... Who did the layout? What? Who did the layout? I just one of those read names. that. One of those oh, names designer. that I read okay, very gotcha. quickly. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Brad's already yelling at me. God. <laughs> Jeez, Brad. Uh, if you want to talk about it so much, get a podcast about it or something. Simeon Cogswell, sounds like <laughs> the graphic designer. Uh, so Delta Green uh, originally came out in the very early 1990s. Uh, and... Um, the designers, uh, John Scott Tynes and Dennis uh, Detweller, uh, said that it, it was a reaction to one of the more common issues that they had whenever they were, were playing Call of Cthulhu. Now, these guys have, are legends in the, the Cthulhu design space. They had a company called Pagan Publishing that was putting out... Um, uh, very mature, dark adventures for Call of Cthulhu. Not that like the the mainline Call of Cthulhu adventures aren't aren't already dark and mature, but they were definitely grabbing onto the horror zeitgeist of the '80s and '90s and putting out a bunch of stuff. Um, and they loved they loved the game uh, Call of Cthulhu, of course, being the um, uh, legendary horror RPG ground groundbreaking RPG uh, that uh, helped define the horror genre in the role-playing space. But one of the problems they always had was the idea that you were playing a collection of investigators and you would walk into a police station and be like, hey, I'm a professor from the local university. I'm here with my friend, the uh, tribal fisherman, uh, and the, um, the local uh, gangster, and our other friend, uh, the, the plucky young kid, and we would like to see your uh, police report on this weird thing that happened. And for the purposes of advancing the plot, the, uh, the, uh, the GM would be like, yeah, sure, no problem. That makes total sense to me. And it always kind of rung falsely with, with them. So they created the idea of Delta Green, which is a, a, consp a conspiracy of... Uh, people within the United States government investigating uh, Cthulhu mythos elements. Now, I always pitch it as Men in Black, but for Cthulhu instead of aliens. There's a that that's a good pitch. Uh, there's also an interesting sort of sense of timing with the X Files because a lot of people say, "Oh, you saw the X Files, and that was an obvious inspiration." 
uh, and they will be like, well, we actually came out like a year before the X-Files did. Um, it was just that it was just of the time of, you know, the rise of conspiracy thought and, and you know, not trusting the government and, 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 and all that stuff that we don't know about uh, these days. Um, yeah. So, uh, but it, it the, the original Delta Green was one of those books that like was very well written that I like enjoyed to read just to read because of how it was put together. And um, you've, it, that's a rarity within game design. Like, you know, sometimes you read books and they have interesting ideas and sometimes you read books and they have interesting mechanics that you want to get to the table. But very rarely do you, is there a book where you're like, I am being pulled into this and I want to see how this plays out and who these characters are and what they do. That is why Delta Green has such a following in... Uh, the RPG industry and hobby because it's very, very well crafted. Um, and the version that we're playing is uh, a, a, a second edition um, that came out how many years ago? Uh, about four years ago. Uh, like after the, um, after the initial books came out, there were two like big chunky books uh, stuff came out very intermittently and they, they were definitely one of those design houses of like, we're going to put our stuff out when it's good and ready, as opposed to like, we're going to crank out a bunch of books and, and keep, you know, getting, keep, uh, keep things going. Um, and, uh, this version is, um, uh, a step away from being just a Cthulhu supplement. Um, though, uh, for those folks here, um, who have played Call of Cthulhu, you'll see a lot of rules that look very similar. Um, and they've taken steps to kind of make it its own thing and to focus on some of the elements that they wanted to highlight that uh, the mainline Call of Cthulhu rules don't necessarily um, follow. So uh, why did I pick this? I think that even though th there is a... a, a a running joke uh, about uh, Cthulhu Mythos games where it's like, oh, well, you're all going to die and go mad and, and, you know, ha, 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 I think that there is an inherent heroism to that because you are playing normal people who are, you know, facing down massively powerful forces. And, and by doing what you can to, to push back against those forces you are being heroic in a way that people who have magic spells and items and things like that do not. And so I think there is a, like a, a common man heroism that, that I really like in Cthulhu. Um, I also think that because the focus is on investigation rather than combat, there is an inherent lean towards better characterization and better role-playing um, and more intense role playing uh, than you would see in a game that is more combat focused Be, um, because you can't just kick down the door and shoot everybody. You have to sit and plan and go, okay, how else can we tackle this problem? Uh, I mean, but you can still do that even though there is a much higher risk of damage to yourself and your person. Um, and I think that, uh, that interpersonal drama plus the inherent horror of um, the 
uh, of the unknown and the unnatural, as they call it. They don't call it the Cthulhu mythos, they call it the unnatural. I think those are two areas that our group does very, very well. Uh, is, is, having seen this coming fresh off of our Things from the Flood episodes, uh, I think that we're going to do that great balance of here we are saving the universe, but then we go home and our lives are slowly falling apart because of it. Um, and uh, as far as the, 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 why, why the crew agreed to do it, I know a lot of, uh, at least oh, almost everybody uh, played in uh, a Call of Cthulhu game called Mask of Nar- uh, Narlathotep campaign that I ran, and they really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, for the person who, who didn't, and I, uh, it, I got a sense that they had a bad experience with this game and are like, let's redeem that. And I think that that's also a great, element two because so often more often than not people have might have a bad experience because they didn't mesh with the group or they didn't mesh with the 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 dm or whatever and it, it's turned them off i know there are games like that where i'm like yeah nope i i played this game once and mm-hmm. i liked the game the DM just scared the shit out of me. That's fair. And I didn't want to necessarily call it, have you like oh, it's fine. call out. Um, but it's, it's, it's still good. I think to, okay, maybe in, in this group with these other people whom I trust, we, we can have a different experience. I, I mean, I like, and I do want to scare the crap out of people, but I want to do it in a way that, is good that yeah. you you have that you have that tension you have that release and then you're like wow that was really scary Rob I don't please please do not make do any more hair stuff we're we're done with the hair stuff uh, <laughs> nothing else like that I'm looking forward to blacking out just a little bit like I did when we played uh, the Nyar Lathotep one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Jordan got to turn into the big bad of the uh, the campaign uh, towards the end of it that's always it kind of fun. super fun I um, was referencing when Rob freaked me out so much that I blacked out my vision went dark for a second and then I came back on and I was like. So that happened. Okay. What was that? When you did the fake dream sequence, Bob. Oh yeah, there was that. I was stressed. Like I'm, I'm proud of that because you know you think that the dream sequence is like played out and like oh nobody, nobody will ever bite on a fake dream sequence and they did and I loved it. Everyone. It was horrifying. It was fantastic. You're you're out. Was that the one where you acted like I was dying? Yeah. I think so. Yep, yeah. Yep, that's yep. the exact one. I didn't know it was a dream sequence either. Yeah. <laughs> we were being pulled. I thought Rob was just like killing me without making me roll anything. <laughs> no, no, no. I was that's like, well done. you rolled. That's Tony's job to kill you in oh, Cthulhu. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> so before we relitigate this entire campaign uh, that only that like what five of us know about four of us, five of us. Uh, let's get, let's get into the actual making of these characters. Um, so, making a character for uh, Delta Green. So, actually, let's step back and 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 talk about the um, premise a little bit. Delta Green is the name of a top secret conspiracy within the United States government. It was born out of the Innsmouth raid of nineteen twenty eight, uh, which is a, a uh, an element that is pulled directly from uh, the Shadow Over Innsmouth, uh, one of uh, the stories of H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Um, 
And uh, the idea was that the government got all this information about the mythos from that raid and slowly but surely over the years have taken steps to fight the mythos um, or incorporate it into their everyday findings, depending on what was happening at the time. So Delta Green has existed uh, for a very long time and in its current form exists in sort of two um, in two ways. Uh, there's one side of Delta Green that is called the program, which is the quote-unquote official conspiracy uh, that is uh, quietly funded by multiple, you know, uh, uh, intelligence agencies and things like that. Whenever something weird happens, uh, members of the program are sent to take care uh, of it and then to cover it up afterwards, you know, it, it was swamp gas, it was, uh, you know, somebody slipped LSD in the water supply uh, and to, to you know, norm, to give a mundane explanation to this weird thing. There are, there was also the outlaws. Um, for a very long time, Delta Green was on the outs of the United States government. Um, because they had basically been sold out during the Vietnam era and for many years after that functioned as an illegal conspiracy, which is kind of a weird pairing of terms uh, of uh, agents within the government who were using slush funds and resources uh, appropriated uh, to fight uh, the unnatural and keep it from uh, causing irreparable harm. Um, the this edition posits you uh you can either you can be from either version of the conspiracy um and in talking with our group uh we felt that the outlaw side was a better fit for the types of stories we wanted to tell um which is fine by me because that's how uh delta green is posited in the original materials from the 90s and i like that idea of uh that Delta Green has that element of people doing a little bit of bad to do a lot of good. Um, so, uh, the players are going to be choosing um, employees from the federal government who have had run-ins with the unnatural that have joined Delta Green to be sent uh, to stamp out these uh, incursions of the unnatural as they are discovered by normal people or other employees or things like that. Um, so the first thing that we do, step one, is uh, we create stats. Now uh, you can roll them or you can pick them and I'm going to just have everybody pick them because I feel like for for being a member of a of a illegal government conspiracy, you should they should probably have some kind of physical and mental fi uh, fitness standards. Um, so uh, the easiest way that I found to assign stats uh, is uh, you start with a twelve and everything, and then you tick them up or down based on how good you want yourself to be in a particular area. There's also so, a stat array on page nineteen in the book. That right. shows you well-rounded, focused, and highly focused. Right. So if you if you don't want to to, to fiddle with the dial specifically, uh, you can choose uh, one of those three uh, uh, sets. Wait, uh, uh, so which page was that? Nineteen. Oh, okay. In the uh, agent's handbook. handbook. Yeah. 
So uh, the six stats are strength, which is physical power, size, and musculature. Um, and, you know, you would use your strength to do something like drag a witness to safety or break down a locked door. Um, constitution is health and physical resilience, which is resist illness, exhaustion, or pain. Uh, dexterity is agility, coordination, and nimbleness, which would be keep balance or uh, quickly react to something. Uh, intelligence is how well you notice, remember, or connect things. Um, it in indicates uh, education and overall brilliance. Uh, that's what you might roll to piece together data or recall a detail. Power is your force of personality and psychic resilience. Um, it's how well you would keep your head in a crisis or stand up to pressure. And charisma is charm, leadership, and personal appeal, how well you are at making a good impression, looking like you belong somewhere, and so on and so forth. Now, um, the normal range for one of these characteristics uh, is between 9 and 12. Um, anything that is uh, above or below that range is, is uh, they call it notable, or uh, rather a distinguishing feature, which means that if you choose something that is either below nine or above 12, you should come up with a one to two word description of that particular stat. So if you're gonna have a dexterity of eight, you might be clumsy, or, or if you have a, um, charisma of 13, you would probably uh, describe your character, Jordan, as good looking. Um, so <laughs> What? I've never done that. <laughs> so like if I put Except a... You start at 12 and then budge them around, right? Or did I that, hear the right That's number? one way to do it. Or uh, there are um, uh, stats. There's, there are stat arrays on page 19 if you want to do even less math. So if I do a 15 in intelligence and I put like encyclopedic knowledge of plants, would that be like? Um, I would say 15 feels like that's more than like, I would just put encyclopedic knowledge. Like that's pretty up okay. there as far as smarts go. Like you don't have to specify a specific, like these aren't, these aren't going to affect anything mechanically. Okay. Um, but they're there to sort of got you know as traits to to guide your role play and you know how you portray the character. Okay. 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 And that's for anything that's above a twelve. Uh, above a twelve or below a nine. Okay. So I, for something like power, being that's like steel trap <laughs> so if you look actually on page 19 sarah it does oh. have a couple of options there so for oh. power oh, okay. the one that's 13 to 16 they say strong willed is oh so something okay, like okay. on that level might be yeah or uh, like oh okay okay or you. like decisive or yeah. you know okay something uh, like I'm that i'm gonna warn everyone i've decided to play a talkie character finally so whoa Whoa. Are you allowed to do that? Is that a new no? We need to review your contract, I think. <laughs> I like how we swung from in chill where you're like, I'm playing the antisocial, like never let me talk character to the I'm actually going to mechanically support this character that I want to play <laughs> and actually have 
you know, fat and charm. <laughs> I, I can't decide if I want to be. Charm. I can't decide if I want to be more willful or more charming. Mm, I'm not good at charming. I'm going to go with my strengths. <laughs> <laughs> how uh, how many points do we have to play with? You ha so twelve and everything, and then you can adjust them up uh, up and down. So if you take one thing to a thirteen, you should probably put something else down to an eleven. Gotcha. Okay. Or use the arrays on nineteen on page nineteen and slot them in as you see fit. I'm gonna go with charming. I'm sure nobody saw that coming. <laughs> I didn't so, go with magnetic. I kept oh, it okay. down a little bit. <laughs> Another quick question. Um, so when something says like, for example, muscular is thirteen to sixteen, does thirteen to fourteen or fourteen to fifteen make a huge difference? Um, it will determine. Like it's a, it's a five percent chance you know, fiddle either way. Like, mm -hmm. um, I don't know what, what do you mean by difference? Like, like how much, like if I select a 13 and like, will I at some point later be like, fuck, I should have made that 15. You will. Yes. Cause that's usually what you should. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I mean, cause when you make these tests, you're going to be rolling against these abilities multiplied by five. So every point, so basically imagine every point that you put in that is a 5% difference in that particular stat. Okay. Fuck, I gotta make a calculator. You have to make one? Good yeah. luck. Words aren't great today. I went with a more well-rounded stat block. Okay. Yeah, I went with focused. One. We also went with focused. I was real tempted for decide. highly focused. Yeah, I was. Sweet, I was trying to make. I was trying to make highly focused fit, but I couldn't like decide yeah. what where your dump stat was. Exactly, like <laughs> what three dump stats basically? Because yeah. <laughs> with my planned, sort of planned character thing, it's difficult to dump any of the skills that you need to have. Well. With <laughs> you're considering certain parts. With the with this particular system, because it's a derivative of Call of Cthulhu, the stats are there more for reactive things. Like it's more like uh, saving throws, where you're where the stats are going to be like they're not going to influence you taking action, but they are going to influence when something takes action at you and you need to react to it. Um, so skills are still going to be based on your profession, but this is going to be in those moments where you're like, uh, I don't have a, a skill that covers this, and you go, alright, well then I guess you're rolling this instead. So, um, uh, so for those of you who have your um, your stuff picked, uh, we can bump you ahead to uh, your derived attributes. Um, for hit points, you add your strength and your con together, divide that by two, and then round up if there is a, a 0.5 in there. And that is your hit points. Uh, your willpower points equal your uh, power characteristic. So hit points are physical damage, obviously. Um, 
and uh, at two hit points, that's when your uh, your agent will fall unconscious. At zero hit points, that is when uh, your agent is dead, and uh, we have to make a new one, or or you get the next three weeks off. We haven't decided yet. Um, so. I, I just have another quick question. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, so for power, if I have a 14, could I be like master of meditation? Yeah. Or like serene, maybe. Oh, yeah. Mm, yes, I like that. Serene. Or thick-headed. Nah. I don't, dense? I don't <laughs> just know. push your way through everything. Um, Oblivious. <laughs> your sanity points are equal to your power characteristic times five. Um, and sanity is are essentially your mental hit points. When you come across uh, scenes that are challenging to view, whether they are unnatural monsters or scenes of extreme violence or things like that, you run the risk of losing sanity points. I say you run the risk of because one of the ways in which this version uh, differs from mainline Call of Cthulhu is that your character has bonds that they can instead basically project that loss on to reflect that your character uh, has taken damage to a relationship rather than their own personal sanity and, and instead have uh, caused themselves to lose their connection with that important person, um, which lets us play out, you know, those uh, heartbreaking scenes of, yes, I've saved the world from the, uh, the ancient cult and I came home and my partner has moved out and they left me a, a, a dear agent letter. Or, you know, my dad, my kid ran away from uh, home or I lost uh, my job because my supervisor hates me now. So as you can tell, this is going to be a very cheery way to end, to end out uh, our, uh, our season here. But, you know, it happens. It'll be so, fun. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. There'll be feels. We're very good at feels and there are <laughs> going to be a lot of feels in this game. Um, so is everybody caught up to uh, willpower points and sanity points. Nope. So uh, sanity was POW times five? That's correct. Okay. Tony, where are you? I just finished my statistics. Okay. So I missed everything you said. Okay. Page so, 18. Uh, hit points are equal to your strength plus your con divided by two. Strength and if you have, a, if you have anything left over, two. you round it up. So, all right. Is anybody else using the form fillable? Yep, I am. I, can yep. they also not select breaking point for some reason? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Weird. And then okay. willpower, sanity. Willpower is equal to. Put it your in current and then put a slash next to it. <laughs> uh, your willpower is equal to your power characteristic. And then your sanity is equal to that times five. Okay. Uh, so breaking point is equal to your starting sanity minus your power. So, okay. 
Uh, and the breaking point is when you uh, lose that much sanity, that's when your character is starting to really feel the effects of their of of messing around with the unnatural and that and that's when they start to perhaps they may gain a mental disorder or they may uh, you know that's when that's when the damage really starts to set in reading all these accursed tomes and things like that so for for breaking point take the sanity minus your power from it mm-hmm. and then just type that into current i guess considering yes the, yes type it in the maximum yes Gotcha. Okay. All right. Now we go to professions, and these are the things that uh, you know. This is the the your this is what your day job is when you're not out hunting uh, the forbidden secrets of the unnatural. This is what you do to to pay the bills. Um, and the majority of the characters are, if not direct employees of the federal government. Um, they are what are called friendlies, who are people that have connections uh, with Delta Green outside the government. Um, the core book has uh, several of these um, professions listed, uh, but uh, our friends at Arc Dream have also pr- um, given us a copy of the Complex, which is uh, the closest thing that Delta Green will come to uh, putting out a like. Xanathar's Guide to Everything, um, because it lists uh, additional uh, departments and groups within the government and uh, well-known contractors um, and has professional packages for many of those. But it also, uh, I think, has a, a great story element to it because it often talks about, uh, A, the... The, the level of morale within that particular department of like, you know, hey, do people think it's cool to work at NASA or do people not give a crap unless you're an astronaut? Um, or, and, and as well as, all right, this, uh, this part of the government, their job is to do this. These are the other agencies that they have friction with because they all kind of cover the same area or they think they cover this area, but this, these other guys actually think that they do. Um, so let's talk about where and when uh, and what uh, types of professions uh, our players are doing. Anybody want to, to jump in with the first one? Sure. Um, so the profession that I chose uh, was part of FEMA. So our lovely Federal Emergency Management Agency and I'm actually going to be playing a paramedic character, um, part of the National Disaster Medical System Rapid Deployment Force, also known as NDMS or RDF. Okay. Um, that, as I recall, is one of the choices out of the complex as well. So yes. um, they, they, they tended to, to have broad categories for the different agencies, whether they are public safety, intelligence, research, defense, uh, law enforcement, or diplomacy. Um, There's actually a handy guide on um, page, what's the page number here? Uh, Page five of the complex that lists uh, all the different agencies, both in their book and the original player's handbook. Now, you don't have to play one of these, but 
you know, if you want, if you, if, if you are really into government bureaucracy, you can uh, go and write your own, but they have uh, examples in the book for, for ease of play. Um, all right, who's next? I could play my actual job. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I was going to go with Park Ranger. Okay. From the National Park Service. That's awesome. So was that was that one in the complex? I didn't. Uh, it is in the complex. Uh, okay, I can, cool. Because I was looking through the the handbook and I didn't see it. So it's in the G drive. Uh, well, I can tell well, you right yeah, now. I just haven't. Yeah. There there are three choices. Uh, or four? No, five, six. Man, they really love the park rangers in this book. Um, Dude, park rangers are badass. So there is the, the there is the straight up park ranger. There okay. is the interpretive ranger, who are public-facing rangers who spend time, uh, equal time educating the public and protecting their site. Okay. Uh, the investigative services branch, uh, um, which are protection rangers that have gone through um, extra training to investigate crimes and build cases. The biological resources division, um, who preserve the natural splendor of the national park system. Uh, BRD also uses practical expertise to advise policymakers on how to pr preserve history and nat uh, natural locations. Uh, there's the wildland fire division, um, who includes uh, hand crews, wildland fire modules, uh, engine and Helltech crews, as well as uh, the you know fire jumper, firefighter types, yeah. uh, and the federal archaeology. Uh, Archaeology program, uh, which identify undiscovered locations or items of significance and preserve or restore historical artifacts and locations. There's also Sarah's, the Power Rangers. Sarah well. is making a face of that last one, so I think that might be the winner. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Rescue Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> Chip and Dale. That's what the firefighters are. Um, so, so actually, for, for that one, Sarah, if you want to look at the historian in the, in the main book, that's the template that they recommend that oh, you okay. use. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, who's next? Uh, I'll go. Okay. Um, I decided to go with NASA because I've always been fascinated by space. And as I debated to go with all the different options that they give, I ultimately decided to go with a straight-up uh, astronaut core pilot okay great is space force a thing in this universe so, uh, the ethan actually don't ruin them. this for me ethan <laughs> i'm just wondering so the major is classified ethan <laughs> ethan brings up an interesting uh, actually an interesting point that um i uh, we haven't discussed yet um but it's, it's something that i think has been weighing heavily on people's minds as we play these games of for games that are set in a modern setting. So as we play these games, especially ones set in the modern day, how important is it to have synchronicity with the real world? Like, do we want to deal with the Rona while we are playing this game? Do we want to, you know, deal with a uh, an uh, a administration that we may not agree with at all? And I think, and I think, and I think for this in, in this case, the answer is no. I feel like we are playing these games as a form of entertainment and escape, and yeah. we are too close to these events right now to really understand and incorporate them well um 
So, because I, I had I I had to wrestle with this with a, a, a Vampire the Masquerade game that I started too. Of you know how do vampires feed when nobody goes to the bars anymore? Like, <laughs> and it it was just it's it, it's a choice of we are playing these games to entertain and to get away from that. So now you know in five years, and we're still in, still doing this in five years. Maybe we'll look back, but right now. I don't. I, I think we need to to be a little more escapist. So, does that ruin your 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 uh, character uh, concept, Ethan? Because you're going oh. to be the director of fa- Space Force. Okay. Could be such a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like I to just change hoping, my character you know, concept. Steve Carell was your boss. <laughs> Check in. Speaking Beach Ethan. Boys in his office. Yeah. Steve, come back. Um, okay. So, Ethan, what are you looking at, at playing here? I'm looking at playing a coastie, a coast guard. Okay. Yeah, Coast Guard! Brad is stoked. (laughs) Brad is super stoked. I was debating between uh, the rescue helicopter pilot or a actual search and rescue person. Dude, helicopter! How is that even a choice? Search and rescue, you also have helicopter abilities. Like, you also have piloting skills, just not as intense. Uh, Search and rescue is more about, you know, better swimming and first aid and that kind of stuff, where... The helicopter is more about fighting and heavy machinery. If Jordan's playing a paramedic, we might not need the first aid as much. Okay. Mm, so helicopter it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's a dangerous thing to I say mean, when Rob's know. on the line. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I had first aid have, and it I worked have, out great. <laughs> I have many que- I have many questions. First of all, how dare you? Second of all, <laughs> How dare you? Me and Ethan's first aid character will just chill at the same time in the same place and never split up to be helpful anytime. That would just be It's going to be really funny when you both roll double zeros on Tawny. Um, (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) Easy solution. Just never treat Tawny. (laughs) Fuck off. Rude. Um, Okay. Uh, And speaking of Tawny... What uh, it, it is post time for you, young lady. Good, great. Um, I'm still oscillating, and I would like uh, team input here. Um, you should do that first one. <laughs> uh, so the first one that I was originally thinking was being some sort of criminal informant, um, a la Red Reddington. Um, do that one. Would you be an undercover occultist? Ew. That would be pretty dope. I don't know. I don't. Oh, like like I went undercover as an occultist. You mean? Yes. Yeah. Not that I was an occultist and I was pretending right. to not. Yes. Be. Well, you okay. would technically be an occultist if you had to go undercover because you would have to learn all the stuff. Well, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. What, or, what's your other idea before we make yeah. your character for you? The other <laughs> idea was to be um, something like the BAU and the FBI, a la Mandy Patinkin in uh, Criminal Minds. Why do you have to make me choose between James Spader? And I know. Mandy Patinkin. I don't that's know. That's a man. rough. Why? Mm. I know. That's why I can't. I'm like oscillating between. The so that's more. So the second one is more of like an anal, of like an analyst. Yes. Yeah. So um, both of them would be very talky, though. They would be kind of like, they would take and they would go into hostage situations and like calm shit down and that kind of. You know, I could go with go with Mandy Patinkin. So, so they'd be like the, a negotiator. Yeah. The important oh, no, question, stop, though, sorry. is if you go with the Mandy Patinkin. Is your backstory going to be on how something killed your father and no. you need to oh, maybe. revenge him uh, and or find out what it was? Is 
Iniga Montur. So you're looking for a six tentacled man. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I mean, or push them together and be like, How I murdered your mother. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I was, kind I, of, I, I was I, oscillating I def- between the two because I didn't know which one was going to fit our team dynamic better, and they both just sound like a lot of fun. I think the se- I like the second one better because I like. Uh, having an analyst character that, um, you know, I think that, that you talking things out is going to be useful. And I think that having that, that, that connection um, as, as a character, like, I feel like that also plays to your strengths as like, because when you, when you played uh, Cthulhu with us, uh, when we played Cthulhu, I should say, you were the one who was always like, okay, here are all the clues. Yeah. Let's put them down. Boom, 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 boom. What does this all mean? Blah, 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 blah. And what we should play into that strength. Okay. Like, so I definitely, um, I definitely have like a mobile, like crime board and red string and thumbtacks that I keep around. Okay. Oh, you're, so, you're going to yeah, have to roll for those on your random uh, equipment table. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to go then with behavioral analysis unit within the FBI. Okay. Sounds great. Is that is that a, a, a pick or is that something we gotta kind of Um out? I can probably uh mess with the hostage rescue team. Well I think there is an there is an analyst template and I feel like that that's they don't have it under the FBI, but there might be in the it's, in the other section. I, it's in the let's see here. Agent's handbook. Um, no. I thought I saw it. In the same section as uh, actually, it, yeah, there is. intelligence and analyst uh, uh, page. Uh, well, actually, if you look at intelligence and uh, operations support section, um, IOS includes the the uh, volunteer behavioral analysis units, the violent criminal apprehension program, and the crisis management unit. So that seems yeah. like where is that? Sorry, that's on one thirteen of the agent handbook. I also see something on page thirty three for intelligence analyst. Right. Okay, I'm looking at criminal investigative division. Is that what you said? No, the uh, it's two below the intelligence and operations okay. support section. Cool, 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 cool. Because that specifically calls out the uh, the BAU because oh. I'm sure that oh look they <laughs> also wa- uh, watch, watch criminal, criminal minds. minds. So that was for a while. That was like my late night show and then i had to sleep to that every night for a long time yeah that's a depression soup right there yeah i find it interesting i find it very fascinating and interesting it's very i love criminal minds and i have been binge watched it many times however yeah it's very tough material (laughs) i binged watched it when i was unemployed after my uncle died great call sarah that was a good time to do that Uh, I I know one of the one of the popular theater kids uh, in my high school at the time was a killer on that show for I think one week I think he was I think he was just a killer of the week nice. but he was very excited about it. Oh, I would be super thrilled. <laughs> I think it's kind of sad the reason why Mandy Patinkin had to leave, but yeah. it's understandable. Like but. legit. All right. So now that we've got professions nailed down. That is when uh, we start to 
uh, do skills. Now, each of the professions has a, uh, a collection of, of skills that you get at those, at those percentage points. Um, so just basically track those down on your character sheet and mark them down at the level that they are in uh, the, uh, the professional skills section. Do we add so, the base percentage? No, to the, you replace. Okay. Okay. So, so how do we deal with the suggested bonus skills? Uh, you choose... So... Okay. 28. One moment. Uh, Does anybody else know if they're going survival or, like, search? Like, I'll have some survival in my paramedic stuff. Okay. Does anybody have search yet? Do they know? I'll have navigate, but not search. Uh, yeah, I have okay. navigate, but not search. Okay. I also, so am I going medic? Am I doing search and rescue or attack, basically? That's between you and the helicopter god. <sighs> <laughs> it, it's so weird seeing Ethan being the one, like, stuck between three things. As well, it's Cthulhu. Like, I don't know if we need actual weapons because i don't think anyone really is a weapon person here or if we need more medical because it's coast guard so sniper. coast guard sniper because yeah there's, there's there's a helicopter sniper that's used that's uses dope. heavy machinery to take out boats dude they consistently take top sniper in a lot of sniper yeah. competitions. So, uh, Tony, the answer to your question is there are bonus skills that you can take beyond the ones that are in the list that are given to you at specific levels. Mm-hmm. So, And they just recommend the, choosing the ones in the bonus pool for those skills. We'll get to that once everybody has their professional skills set. Okay. okay so, under my... Um, choose two from section uh sarah you said you were taking search right i'm thinking about it okay i can was... also take a 60 percent in search yeah um, that's what i was looking at yeah. i mean it, as cthulhu veterans do you really want to only have one person with a good search skill Right. No, but I want to see if there's something that other people don't have at all okay <laughs> yeah because i was that's thinking fair. about because I don't think any of you all will have anthropology. No. Nope. Um, uh, I will, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, so, you're going to have anthropology. What, yeah. what, something else to consider is th- there is a slight difference in the way that um, this game handles skills versus uh, mainline Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Okay. Uh, if you have a certain percentile in a skill uh, at a certain height, it is assumed that you will do the thing like like they, they the way the adventures are written are like if the if a character has 50 percent in anthropology they know this or okay. if you have lower that's when you roll it and that's sort of the on the off chance that you remember you took that class in uh you know so it, it's 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 interesting because this game has, has synthesized elements from a few Cthul- different cthulhu games uh Besides Call of Cthulhu, like Trail of Cthulhu, and um, well, the, the, those are the two main ones. Um, but they're like they've embraced this idea of like you should give the players as many clues as possible because that makes for a more enriching story rather than ha ha you you don't uh, get all, shit. 
I, you all failed your spot hidden and never figured out the the hidden thing in the bottom of the uh, of the artifact, and now you're not going to be able to save the day. Too bad. You searched, but you didn't search above you, above right. the door frame. You didn't, you didn't click directly <laughs> on that one pixel, and therefore... Okay. Sorry. That's I okay. think I am... So it gave a couple of options for professions to jump off from. Um, and I think I'm going to jump off of the intelligence analyst. Okay. But I kind of lost the thread of things when you were telling us what to do. So I found it here in the book on page 24. So on page 24, what you're going to do is you're going to just straight up put those skills at those percentages. Okay. I don't add anything. No. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. And you're also going to take three bombs, which uh, we'll get into detail a little more later. But basically... The more skills that you have, the better you are at personal competency, but that also means you have less bonds because you're spending all of your time in the field at work. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, and bonds are important because those are, those are essentially the people, like, those are the people that you think of when you are in the middle of, you know, investigating a strange collection of murders and you're like, why am I doing this and not just reporting this to, you know, my superiors because I'm protecting these people that I care about because I have to be the one that uh, does it. Uh, although bonds can work against you um, in an interesting way because you can get bonds with the other people in your cell, which can be good. But if that person you know, takes a tentacle to the face and gets killed, it can mess you up real bad. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, honest question. How useful is the skill ride going to be in what yeah. you're planning? Or drive. Um, or helicopter. <laughs> or pilot. Well, if you take helicopter, I feel like he'd have to work it in, though. Well, I got I mean, it. Well, I'm going to say if, if it's a if it's a skill that you are getting, it's a skill that you're getting. If it's a skill that you're choosing later, then we'll see. As a note, uh, mine suggests that I take three languages. I'm taking Spanish, French, and Mandarin. So, okay. if anyone else is choosing languages, okay. No. Uh, Will no. you be speaking English at all? <laughs> I would also maybe recommend Draconic in case we come across the uh, spell. Yeah, <laughs> no, you I got speak, it. Uh, alien. <laughs> I feel like that. <laughs> Do you speak Ooh. Elder God? Russian. Yeah. I feel like Russian's a good one. Oh, Russian is. Funny. Should I swap no. Mandarin for? Well, Russian? you can no, choose. I, a... I'm going to take Russian. <laughs> okay. Okay. You can choose another other languages later too. Yeah, can we do the, we have it when we need it, and then we fill it in? Um, <laughs> I feel like that's cheating. <laughs> Maybe not for this game. Okay. I just figured if I'm doing things like going into hostage situations. Oh, yeah. No, like I. The three I, most common. That makes perfect sense to me. In the world. Um, you chose Russian because you watched um, Die Hard, didn't you? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, one the glass. Once you but once you have um, chosen or once you've written down your professional skills, you now get um, bonus skill points. 
you pick eight skills, uh, except the un skill unnatural, and increase them by 20, uh, increase each of them by 20 points. Now, if you go to page 27, you'll see optional bonus skill point packages, um, which basically, if you want to play a character that does this thing, this is, these are the eight skills that you pick and you put your 20 points into. Now, these add on to the, uh, the default skill levels or any skill level that you ha already have in a particular skill. So if, you've, if you already got criminology from your profession skills, you would add 20 points onto uh, whatever that started at. So we add 20 points to eight things. Right. And if you look at the uh, list on 27 and 28, that gives you a package of like... Recommendations. Of, of recommendations. So it's eight, not six? I heard six at first. Okay. Uh, it's eight. Okay. Rob, how often are we going to use something like bureaucracy? That you'll probably be using a lot because okay. that's going because that's going to be the hey can I how do I get a SUV for the team without okay. there being any records for it? Then yeah, I think I'm going to take the counselor one and then just kind of shift that a little bit. But okay, I think that fits pretty well. And it gives you another language. I'm thinking of flipping that and using it somewhere else. I don't know that I'm going to need four languages, but we'll okay. see. You might. Wow. <laughs> what what did you go with, uh, Sarah? I'm thinking about interrogator. Interesting. Because <laughs> uh, I would have four foreign languages then. Okay. So if you choose that package, does that mean, like, I kind of like the idea that maybe you were, like, a police officer and then you took a job uh, with the park service because like something bad happened and you were like, I got to get out. Yeah. Like I just, I got the burnout mm -hmm. well, or, or like is, is what happened the thing that like, I'm assuming that we, that everybody is playing a character who has had some slight weird brush with the unnatural. Oh yeah. Right? I am 100% sure. I'm sure, like, I was out on a routine call that I was told it was, like, a stray animal in the area, like the Milwaukee lion or whatever, <laughs> and I got called out to it, and it ended up being this awful creature that ended up killing, like, my partner or something. It Well, it doesn't even have to be something, like, dramatic like that. It can even just be a weird brush. Like, maybe you had an interrogation. Maybe you, you know were interrogating a suspect and they did something really creepy and weird and that was the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I really like that. Yeah. Like maybe they started saying, you know, talking about when you were four years old, Clarice, you uh, started, you, you lost your favorite ducky toy, like, and, you know, started saying things that nobody else would know. And you were like, uh, I gotta go. <laughs> oh, Brad just said, are they just melted into proto-matter? Yeah, or something Ooh. like that. That uh, And nobody would believe you when you told them that. The the uh, the camera in the interrogation room malfunctioned. They just oozed out the door, and you were like, what? 
I have a question. Yeah. So in my skills as an astronaut, it said, for example, science, I have 40 points in meteorology and 40 points in sci- and physics. Mm-hmm. If I added something like, um, I don't know, uh, biology, uh, does that, do I add 20 to the overall or is that just for biology? That's just for biology. Cause I think science, well, what, let me look up that really quick before I tell you this. Um, All right. I have a dumb white person question. Is so there one, second, oh. one second. One uh, second. So science starts at zero, but it's one of those ones that has a bunch of specializations. Yeah. So that one, that would mean that your biology would be at 20%. Okay. So it. meteorology physics would be at 40 as they are, but then yeah. that one yeah. would be alone on it. Yes. Okay. okay. Go Sarah. Okay. Dumb white person question. Cause I just don't know. And I only speak French. Um, is there a difference between Mandarin and Hmong? Those are two different languages, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. I mean, there there are different di- dialects within Chinese as mm-hmm. well. So. Right. Right. Yeah. I just I'm not. Now, if I wanted to bump it, biology to that, up though. to forty, I could do I could do it twice, but that would be two of the eight, right? Correct. Okay. Just as a heads up, I do have science biology. If that affects your decision, whatever way. It may. Yep. Just wanted to give you that old heads up. Hopefully I don't die and you regret it's, that you yeah. didn't take it, but you know. I still might. It's it's in my <laughs> suggested for astronauts, so. Yeah. It's still like I think it it's still good to at least have a person who has like a backup level of it of like cuz you might blow a roll or you know like I I I, I love I mean, that everyone is assuming that you're going to die and like you know that's the end yeah. of it but it it also is nice to have that person to be like I guess I'll try it you know I mean I could I could also do math mathematics I don't know if you have that I but. don't Yeah I have one science <laughs> It's directly related to human bodies. It's biology. <laughs> so it, it's funny, Tony. There is actually an adventure um, in one of the uh, the books that is specifically set in and around space. But it's also known for being a total meat grinder. Ooh. <laughs> so I'm like, is that, do we want to, like, um... I'm not sure if that's an like, and it would definitely be an adventure where maybe we have a flashback to you playing your character and then other people playing other like one shot characters that, you know, the audience is like, well, we've never heard of this person before. So they're clearly going to die. Um, and we know that uh, uh, Tony's character lives because he goes on to have these adventures. Like they put, a, I think it was it black site. What book was it? They put out a book of, of, of adventures where they have them very distinctly focused on certain aspects of Delta Green. And then the final adventure uh, is the, okay, so the survivors of these other adventures eventually join Delta Green and go on this as their like first adventure. Um, but I think, so I think I might, the, 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 the one that's at the tail end of that book, you guys might go on. Cause I kind of, cause I really kind of like it. Um, but I don't think I would put, we'd go through the, the meat grinder of the, of the, the other adventures. Cause they are, they're pretty brutal. Like, so just real quick. Um, I know you already answered this and I apologize, but if I, if, for example, if I take heavy machinery, which already has 10%, do I add that to the 20 or is yes. that? Okay, cool. 
That's the exact question that I was going to ask. Thank you, Tony. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know nobody listens to me. It's fine. I, I, I'm a dad. I'm, I'm used to it at this point. I mean, I do. There's just so much going on here, man. Um, so in theory, if we decide, like, we can play with the, um, like, for example, human. If I get 20% of that, but I want to swap out um, one of my foreign languages for another 20% in human, I can do that? For your bonus skills, yes. Okay. The, the, the profession skills that you already copied down, those are, are concrete. Okay, so those don't. But if you choose to add another 20% onto one of those, then you, you may. Okay. All right, okay. Gotcha. That's, yeah, that's exactly what I was going for. Yes. Um, so, uh, Rob, mm-hmm. just because I forgot to write it down when you were saying it, what, so my employer is the National Park Service, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what was my profession again? Uh, it was like the Bureau. Let me look it up. Uh, oh, yeah, it was Bureau of. Like, I want, it's something archaeology. Federal Archaeology Program. Okay, so that's my profession? Uh, yeah, because you wanted to do the federal, the archaeology stuff, right? Or were yeah. you doing... Yeah. And then you, and then you use the historian as your, as your professional skill Space, template? Yeah, yeah. Okay, they also recommend, because, they also recommend if you don't already have them, uh, archaeology, navigate, search, and survival as uh, bonus skills. Yeah, that's what they... Okay. That the the two you pick from as historian are ones. Okay. So that. Well, you still get you still get eight total. Right. Okay. Just making sure. Oh yeah, so I could okay, right. Yeah, I got this. Going through this process, it's interesting to see how they, like these are still elements of classic Call of Cthulhu, but I feel like that they have really streamlined them to be like, okay, because I know that it can be a little daunting to new players to be like, here are 200 uh, skill points to just spend places, and people just kind of go, what? How many do I put into cake making? I don't know. (laughs) How often am I going to need to bake a cake, Rob? Right. Uh, okay. So I if think... we don't have the skill, like say like right now I have no anthropology and I want to make an ap- anthropology role. No, you don't. You just don't. <laughs> you just don't. Oh. If you have a base level in it, yeah. then you would roll and try to hit that base level. Oh. And you're trying to roll under, correct? Yeah. Okay. So like if you... So I should be so... real good at this. Uh, so if you, like, if you were trying to roll, uh, alertness, you would roll, like, you try to get under 20%, but if you don't have any skill in archaeology, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get it. Like, you're just gonna not get it. this is gonna go well, you guys. You've seen (laughs) Indiana Jones, and that was it. Yeah. I think we'll be okay. Nope. Believe in yourself. And as somebody who is a, and as somebody who is a big fan of Indiana Jones, 
it is a terrible representation of actual archaeology. It is. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It crushed it is, my dreams, honestly, because I was like, I want to be Indiana Jones. And then uh, that wasn't what archaeology was. It yeah. is to archaeology what porn is to actual sex. Like, it is completely mm-hmm. ridiculous. And No, I so, remember... I remember specifically, I think Indiana Jones is the reason why I wanted to be an actor, because I was like, I want to do that. That looks fun. And he's like, no, that's boring. What he's actually doing is acting. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. So, uh, as a general guideline for skill ratings, um, uh, up to 20% is considered a dabbler. Like, yeah, I, I watched a documentary on Netflix about this and, and like read the Wikipedia article. Um, 20 to 29, uh, so between 20 and 30% is a dedicated hobbyist uh, and, or like, you know, with a foreign, if it's a foreign language, you'd be able to like, where is the bathroom, you know, kind of, kind of discussions. Um, 30 to 40% is basic actual training or uh, like a college minor. Um uh, 40 to 60 percent uh, is a college major or a bunch of experience and 50 percent is uh, f- native fluency in a foreign language um, 60 to 80 percent is decades of experience or a graduate or doctorate degree um, and 82 80, 80 to, yeah. to 90 percent is like best in the world okay gotcha Fantastic. So we're uh, all like uh, college major or years of experience for unarmed combat just from the base. I'll luckily. I mean, Which that makes sense. I like They're going to make you take some so type of. Can like, I take like. 10% off of my swim <laughs> and put it somewhere else? No. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> I don't. The, I you're real. Float. You're really upset. You're really upset about it now. But when we have to go through a spelunking cave and oh crawl God, through a that? whole bunch of caverns, like I am, I am writing down all of these skills that you are mocking, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna have some. <laughs> we're gonna, you're gonna have to swim into a helicopter. Okay, shut <laughs> no, up. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not mocking it. I am 100 <laughs> percent saying that swimming is awesome, and I don't do it. It's not. I'm afraid of water. So, please don't draw my character. Thank you. Oh, you're lucky you weren't here for Nyarlathotep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the the diving episode was intense. Oh, my God. It was rough. (laughs) The best part was that, like, I learned afterwards that that Ethan and Tawny, like, actually have have dove dove in real life. Dove in. Dovin, our divers, <laughs> and, they uh, and they were like, and they were like, that was legitimately scary. Like, I'm always, I'm always happy when that. <coughs> excuse me. Do a game like that, and like people who have actually done the thing are like, no, that we, we'd buy that. I mean, granted, it was like 1920s diving, but still. still. Um, oh, guys, I just have to share. My dog just farted, and it's awful. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So bad. Dog okay, does everybody the have their their skills chosen? And... Yes. yes, yes. But I'm regretting everything. All right. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> happy with mine, actually. I'm worried. Mine makes sense it, for my character. Actually, damn it! I forgot to write down the thing. Uh, oh, significant figures. You know the amount of zeros 
Signet is like signals intelligence. It encompasses encryption, computer communication okay. intelligence, electric electronic intelligence, surveillance of radio, and it goes on. It's okay. on page thirty-five. If you want it look. was suggested for me, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck it is, but okay. Yeah, that's like um, you know watching surveillance cameras and you know enhance and that kind of stuff. Got it. Um, okay. Tony. Enhance the screeny photo. Yeah. Uh, clear up the screen a little bit. Yeah. That's a very high level photo from your grainy dollar right, store right, camera. Right. <laughs> Enhance. Enhance. Um, okay. So now we go to bonds. Um, bonds, bonds are the. I'm surprised it took you that long to make this joke, Tony. <laughs> like, we are. You're waiting until we got I to know. the actual section. Okay. I'm not in my A game. <laughs> Um, just your bonds game so uh, they uh, bonds measure your agents relationships with the vital people in your life like loved ones family members and close friends Um, they are your connection with humanity Um, if you don't have any of these bonds you're more susceptible to uh, damage to your sanity because you're out there doing it by yourself um so, uh, each of these packages gives you a number of bonds that your character should have. Um, and now is the time when you choose them. Um, recommendations from the book include uh, a spouse or an ex-spouse, a son or a daughter, a parent or a grandparent, a best friend, a coworker or partner, a psychologist or therapist, a spouse or uh, and children, parents, siblings, uh, colleagues in an intense job, church or support group, uh, or survivors of a shared trauma. Now, you can choose individuals or you can choose groups. Uh, the main difference is any any damage you might take to a group affects everybody in the group. So, you know, the advantage is, okay, if, you know, one person, uh, you know, leaves the group or whatever, I'm not up that bond, but, you know, when I decide to damage a bond, it affects that bond with everybody as opposed to one person. So, like, so, if, you have, if you have an AA group that you go to? Yeah. I'd like, the group just disappears? Mm-hmm. So, like, if they just disband or whatever. Well, usually or what's going to happen... they don't allow you anymore to go back. Right. Nor- oh, right. Okay. That's, that, like, the, the, the two things that bonds are used for is projecting sanity loss uh, and repressing insanity. Um, like, and that means that when you take a sanity hit, like you often do in, in, uh, in these types of games, instead of taking that damage to your personal sanity, you can instead apply it to a bond. Okay. And that reflects you, you know, growing apart from that person because of your obsessed pursuit of the occult. Um, And, you know, and then we also probably get to have a, a sad scene where, you know, they, where that reflects that, that lesser bond with that person. But at the, at the start, this also reflects the people and the persons and the people whom, you know, this is why when you found out about weird stuff, you joined Delta Green instead of just kind of went, I don't, 
there's no monsters. Why would you do that? Can you have pets as bonds, or is that? I think like, I feel like humans? humans are probably. Ugh, fine. It's just going to be a crazy cat lady, and it was going to be awesome. Ethan, you're on yeah. mute. Unless it's a really cool horse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do have a ride skill. So. That's what I'm saying. No. Oh, God, I have to have four. Yeah, wow. me too. I could really use. Sorry, you, really sorry, you guys have to have friends. <laughs> I, only I could actually. Two. I should do one friend. I'll put a best friend. <laughs> My problem is that I only have two, and I I could actually really use one more. <laughs> but, yeah, I only have two. You lonely mofos. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so what are, what are, what is everybody thinking here? Tell me about your bonds. Uh, well, I was debating for a while whether or not my mom was deceased or my wife was deceased. Um, but I decided, um, basically what I'm thinking is uh, for like, because the, the, I was when I was reading reading a character, it said like, "What do you like about your character, and what's something you don't like about your character?" And I think what I have is that my my daughter, who is five, um, I feel like while I'm on a mission, like they're afraid I'm not going to come back. And so my wife is like, "You should be here with your daughter rather than you know on these dangerous missions. So I was debating, do I have my daughter already traumatized by the death of her mom? And that's why it's so important for me to be there. And my mother is pushing me to stay or is my, just my wife alive. And she's like, you should be here with our daughter. Maybe they're all alive. Well, I I only get two bonds though. And one's my daughter. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean. That doesn't mean that that anyone else is dead. Like, Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, yeah. So like spouse and kids and parents. The only only thing I was, the other thing I was debating was, do I, is my other, like, that's why I wanted three. Cause I was also going to say that my third would have been like my fellow astronauts, but I can't have that. So, um, so I thought, I guess daughter and, and, uh, Daughter and wife, uh, and I, well, I just so my mother is da- now alive. <laughs> oh, well, wife and da- family can be a group bond. Jordan d- did point that out. It can be, but didn't you say that that was uh, not like ideal because everybody no. takes it? No, it, it, no, it's just a different situation. So you just manage to piss off all your family. I mean, everybody yeah. knows how easy that shit is. Okay. And <laughs> like, I guess me not being there would affect not only my wife but my daughter as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and your mom. Yeah. So and that's okay. So that that my family will be my one, and then fellow astronauts, you know, guys yeah. that I, you know, men and women that I can actually relate to because they know what I'm good. What do you, I'm doing. Do yeah. you want to have that? Maybe since maybe since you have one as a group, maybe that one is an individual. You have a particular astronaut that you. Okay. Like I'm like, I'm wondering if maybe like you have like that is is more of a like a father figure of a guy who was an astronaut, like during the, like, you know, like, well, yeah. Cause the, w- the way I have it right now is that my father is deceased. However, he was part of mission control, which is why I like decided to go the NASA route. Right. So why don't, so why not have an astronaut who knew your dad, who also is kind of a like, man, you know, back in yeah. the eighties when we were actually flying the space shuttle, this was really cool. Like now like your dad's buddy that you call uncle, even though right, right. Yeah. Not related by blood in any way. Sure. Okay. So I'll have family as a cohesive one and then I'll have the father figure, dad, 
also was an astronaut, but retired kind of guy. Astronaut dad. Got it. Okay. So, all right. Uh, So that's your, so that's your two. Anyone else need help thinking of more? Wait, one question. No. Sorry. Yes. Uh, So how do I write that in? Do I write him in each box or do I just write family in a box? Family in a box. Family in a box. Family in a box. And then uh, astronaut. uh, Uncle dude. Astronaut uncle in a box. Because the score for both of those starts at whatever your charisma score is. Oh. (laughs) Okay, gotcha. Yeah, like. like, That's why you get a few of these because, you know, you you hit that point where you're like, I mean, 10 sanity points. uh, If that means that astronaut dad you know, starts drinking and because when that bond goes away, it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, we stop talking to you. It means that bond ends and I can choose to end it in whatever dramatic way I see fit. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. This may be why having a pet as a bond would be a terrible idea. (laughs) Right. So I've decided to go husband, sister, and then an uncle. Okay. And so they all start at the charisma level? Yep. Cool. Ethan? Great terms. Uh, I'm thinking about doing a sister and ex-husband. Okay. Cool. I'm thinking best friend, ex-husband, kids, and sister. Okay. You, You opted for not the AA group? Oh, yeah, shit, the AA group would be great. Do everyone play with the AA group with the kids? <laughs> I feel like the AA group would be a good replacement for the kids. Yeah, I think that, yeah. Yeah, no one likes those kids anyway. Well, hey, the kids uh, were all right. <laughs> they weren't given a funny voice yet, so it's fine. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do um, best friend, sister. So we're, we got a whole lot of sisters That's a lot here. of sisters. Uh, my grandfather and um, my colleagues that I work with when I'm not on shift with FEMA. Since okay. that's more of like a as-needed job. Okay. Um, so other like medical professionals. Okay, cool. All right. Ooh. I'm just picturing the trauma already and... I'm like front loading everything that you're gonna do, Rob, and it's stressing <laughs> me out already. <laughs> but I think we're gonna be good. Oh man. All right, so we are at the point where we are finishing up. Can you believe that? No. Can you um, believe it? So um Okay, so charisma goes next to those people. Yeah. Yikes. So um, what you want to do is you want to pick your agent's name. Now, there are two names that you want to choose. You want to choose their real name, and you want to choose their um, their handle. Uh, since we uh, you are the representatives of T-Cell, uh, it is uh, – th- this is the code name that you are given that begins with the same – letter as your cell so think of a t code name and that is your uh that is your character's like code name you're not not assigning us them um i know the i know the patreons had some suggestions uh in the discord 
Um, technically, it's randomly assigned, but I'm not like I, I I don't really feel like just going. You're Mr. Blonde. You're Mr. Blue. You're Mr. You know, Orange. <laughs> you're um, Mr. Pink. Why am I Mr. Orange? Yeah. Or no, 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 no. I did that once. Four guys fought over who got to be Mr. Black. Okay. <laughs> Can I do Thanos? That's me. No, I don't want to do Thanos. That's well, and and this is so. This is one of the, the things about um, uh, spy related things is that in the real world you don't want to have a code name that is is reminiscent of you. You want it to be a word that has nothing to do with you, right? In the pretend world, you want to have a name that does reflect your character um, and it, it you know, makes people associate your, your performance with them. I'm stealing one of the ones from Patreon. Uh, Agent Teapot was in there. Ooh, I was I, debating on that too, but no. I'm going to go with hiding. Not Agent Teaspoon? I was thinking about that too, but I thought it would be kind of funny if it was randomly assigned and she fucking hates tea. Absolutely. Like, Fucking hates tea. So, so compare this to um, one of the games that's on the list uh, is Tachyon Squadron, um, which is uh, a is a Top Gun in space BSG type of game, and part of the character creation process is like in a real flight squadron, you assign other people their call sign based on some dumb thing that they did. Um. So if we end up playing Tachyon Squadron, we'll do that then. But for, for uh, the T-cell tapes, we're going to um, have you pick your own. What about, if... what about Termite? Uh... Okay. That's tango. Good... Yeah, I was actually just going to say Tango. That's fine. Ethan, you should be Agent TMT. You're dynamite. Oh. I was I was thinking tidings, like for tide. Oh. I like it. Do it. It's on uh, Varg's list. Yeah, mine came from Varg too. <laughs> he will be so pleased. Oh, but I do like I do like tribute. Like that's actually pretty good. Okay. I feel like the potential for tenacious D jokes are. Oh, it'll be nonstop. Right. Not the greatest agent in the world. I, I'm just a tribute. <laughs> can I just go with Tim? I volunteered as tri- yeah. yeah, you can. The My friends call just me call me Tim. Tim. <laughs> 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 I was actually really tempted for Sarah's suggestion of the in the Discord for uh, trap. Trap was a cool one too, but you listen to trap music. All right. I could. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could start at any time, and yeah, I just... it's possible. <laughs> okay, Tony. Okay. Oh. Uh. Actually, I'm gonna go with trip. I'm gonna go with trip. All right. Oh yeah, that's nice. Tony, be Agent Tiger. God damn it. <laughs> Brad, thank you. Because now you have to do it. <laughs> now I have to do it. Tiger with a Y. Absolutely not. <laughs> I just... Oh, great. Now I'm going to be fucking... God damn it, Carol Baskin the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
so uh, now we come to wait. An, I, tango or tribute? I can't. I say tango. Uh, I like that tango. Will, that will cut down okay. on tenacious D jokes. Okay. But it will not cut down on tango and cast jokes. Ooh. Well, okay, so great. You're gonna you're gonna be the one person making tango and cash jokes. Yeah, I don't I was, know I was, how much I will join in on the tango and cash jokes. That uh, that okay. All right, you know what? Couldn't split up. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so that's both. Both in one. You could always go with TNT. I could also just go with thumbtack. <laughs> Are we doing Actually, TH sounds though? Because I, I was looking at some TH oh. sounds and I was like, that doesn't fit. I kind of want to be, if we go TH, I kind of want to be Agent Symbol. You could be Agent Tasty. Mm. Let's stick with hard T sounds. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Tango. Tango. Because like somebody that. could always be like, Whiskey Tango? No, thank you. I'm yeah, come in, please. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think I am going to swap to teaspoon. It just rolls off the tongue a little bit better. I like the idea of teapot, but... Um, oh. Teaspoon. All right, Connie just come... wants it because we were talking about her. <laughs> uh, I changed mine, by the way. I am now Agent Taxi. Okay, make sure that you send all these to Brad so he knows what to put on the, the thing because you've been Actually, talking. here. Why don't I just... I'm going to make a list and I will send it to Brad. So, okay. Ethan. I'm T-Rex. No. Agent Tidings. Tiding. T-I-D-I-N-G-S. Yes. Wait, S Tide or no pool. S? Gotcha. Yes, Ooh, S. Tide pool. That's actually really uh, good. Jordan? Oh, yeah. Should I switch it to tide pool? Tidings. Keep it tidings. Yeah. Keep I'm it tight. Pod. Agent Trip. Trip. Tony. Agent Taxi. She Sarah. had here. Agent Tango. And I am Teaspoon. Hey, did you guys uh, call Taxi? Did you guys give Taxi a call? Taxi. <laughs> call a Taxi. <laughs> Taxi driver. I just got it all out of my system. Yeah. So. I, I just love watching. No matter no matter what I choose, Jordan's going to try to make it as horrible for me as possible. <laughs> to be fair, that's what I do to my friends. I've done it to Tawny the entire time I've known her. So. <laughs> this is so. It's been more than half my life now. I'm, now I'm sad that I no am. one went with. I'm sad that no one went with Agent Taint. Um. Why would anyone do that to them? I feel like there are, are maybe some words that they pull out of the database when they generate <laughs> these names. Like, um, all right, that's that's, if, the, that's the one that that's one of the words that just goes. Please try again. Yeah, <laughs> we have purposely trained him wrong as a joke. Um, all right, well, that is it. We are we have uh, characters and are ready to play Delta Green. So oh, yeah. We hope that uh, you join us and watch our show, The T-Cell Tapes. Um, I think it's going to be uh, a, a fantastic experience. Uh, I've got uh, – we're, we're doing five episodes of it. I've got uh, some great uh, Delta Green adventures lined up for, for each of them. So uh, we hope that you uh, join us at, at that time and, and listen to the show if you haven't already done so. Rob, can we share our actual names? If you well, want we to, do yeah. Have real people names. That's yeah. If you've, if you've chosen re- real people names, sure, do it. I am Juniper Jackson Woods. That's oh, normal. Oh man. And you can call me JJ. 
That's or adorable. June. Yeah. Uh, I've gone with Ellis Mandel. Okay. Ooh. Uh, I am. Oh, go ahead. I've gone with Phyllis, Philip J. Wilson. Nice. I am Thomas Bowman. I am. Donna I understand Rep. that reference. <laughs> Donna, what? Donna Rep. Okay. This, my initials are DR. Nice. Doctor. Doctor, doctor, nerd. Oh. <laughs> Did you did you look at that post that I that I put uh, of the different um, like there's a thread about all these people talking about the different versions of knockoff Dr Pepper that are that are available in the United States and how it varies from region to region and store to store and people are like this version is way better than real Dr Pepper and this this version is awful but it is like a dollar for a twelve pack so I drank it all through college. I have not seen that. I'll have to check it out. I'm mostly it, familiar with uh, PhD, PhD Pepper. Pepper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was we I was a Doctor Thunder drinker for for many years because uh, one of my buddies on the dorm floor was a manager at Walmart, so he got it for like even cheaper than it already was. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love knockoff versions of drinks. It's pretty pretty great. Most cases. Yeah. Uh, Rob, if we have named our bonds, would you like those listed somewhere as well? Or actually, do you just want like like copies of our character sheets or like a you know a picture of them? Or yeah, 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 yeah. So go ahead and send those to me because um, that way I can. Because mm-hmm. so the 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 idea that I have for the structure of this game is a little different than our usual structure um, because much like Aegon, it has a downtime element and. Uh, you at when when your agents are not on the clock, you actually choose like, do I spend more time with my family to strengthen my bonds? Do I embezzle money from the government so that I we have a slush fund the next time that we get called to uh, we get a call to to you know, fight Cthulhu? Do I lock myself in a room with that cursed book that we discovered and in uh, and uh, you know gain? Uh, unnatural skill points in exchange for you know ignoring my family. Um, so we're actually going to be doing that as part of our fourth segment in this uh, much kind of like how in Aegon we kind of had a that hangover into the fourth segment. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and that's something that they put into this edition that I really really like because I, I uh, it, it does a much it does a really great job of contrasting the like. All right, we're you know we're government employees and we're 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 doing hacking things and we're doing X file stuff, and then at the end is the kind of te- you know the the bump of like, and then I go home to uh, my partner and can't tell them about anything that happened because that would just mess them up at, you know as bad as me or worse. So I sit and stare at the TV. Speaking of which, should we worry at all about? Um... Uh, motivations and mental disorders? That- uh, the disorders, not yet. Motivations, at the very least, come up with the, the two things that I would like for you to come up with before our uh, uh, session one uh, are why are, you, why are you a part of Delta Green? Mm-hmm. What made you sign on to the conspiracy? And that may be a description of the event that happened or it may, you know, that that's the main thing. Like, that's going to be the thing that I ask you about in the first segment of the show uh, of, you know, tell us about your character, you know, give them, give them your, 
uh, agent name, your real name, what department you work for, and what is your motivation? Why are you a part of Delta Green? Well, I got, I got a whole backstory written, so I'm good to go. Okay, you can cut that down <laughs> to <laughs> like a, a good solid minute, because otherwise, otherwise, um, uh, the, the guy who keeps marking our uh, um, our Start VODs oh, yeah. is going to be real <laughs> mad at you. So, God damn it! Sidebar. I have created a folder in the G drive under the character sheets for Delta Green. So, all right, fantastic. That. Thank you very also, much. Up, upload them. Yes. All right. So, thanks for uh, uh, tuning into our session zero. We're very excited about uh, uh, about uh, a, a spooky fall for everybody. Um, and we will see you on Wednesdays, uh, starting in September. Uh, so for Theater of the Mind players, this is... Bonnie P. Thompson. Jordan Fishburn. Ethan Ikes at Anderson. Tony Cheek. And I'm Sarah Babe, and I can't count. <laughs> <laughs> Along with our Lord of the Board... Brad Davies. From all of us here at Theater of the Mind players, we just want to uh, say, repeat to yourself, it's just a game we should really... Just relax and also stay stay safe, wash your hands, wear your masks, and we'll see you soon. Six feet apart. Black lives matter. <laughs> <laughs>